Wizards fans, welcome to another edition of Off the Bench presented by Alibaba Group. Zach Rosen here from WashingtonWizards.com. And with me today we have Blair Berry and Chris Gehring, also from WashingtonWizards.com. Uh, coming off a few tough games for the Wizards, obviously Wednesday against the Rockets was a really close game. One of, one of the most memorable nights in D.C. sports history. Uh, and then Saturday against the Timberwolves was a blowout in favor of Minnesota. Maybe not the best performance by the Wizards, but luckily we play 82 games. We've got a full slate coming up starting today, Monday. Um, but guys, I don't know if we need to look too too far back on Minnesota, but that Houston game and just the last week in D.C. sports has been pretty crazy, Chris. I know, well, both of you went to the parade, and Blair is someone from D.C., just what it's been like around here. It's been it's been unbelievable and I mean the just the the whole district of champions thing really coming to life this year with the mystics winning and then the obviously the Nats winning the parade was an unbelievable day another perfect day I mean the weather was amazing the people were out it was really cool to watch them celebrate it was cool to watch them celebrate with the Cavs just recently and their recent home game Um, so the atmosphere I think is has been contagious I know that the Wizards have felt it for sure. I know that Bradley Beal's commented on it a lot. Some other players have as well. And you know they've gotten into the they've gotten into the spirit with wearing the gear. They've all had all the the hats and the shirts and all that. And I think that I, I mean it's only it can only be a positive thing for the city for our fans. It's been really awesome. But the the Rockets game the, over the weekend was just I have never seen anything like that in my life. I've never seen so many teams consecutively or both teams I should say just making so many consecutive shots finding different ways to score I mean this like it seems like everybody was in double figures Harden was scoring a ton he almost got to 60 points which like you you just don't see that very often at all but it seemed like it was effortless for him the same thing for Bradley Beal he almost scored 50 points also it just it was just all in the run of the game and when we looked up at halftime I hadn't really realized but like we had 77 points at halftime that's just unheard of we came close to the Wizards um, all-time record I think it was 161 points for for a franchise record for points in regulation and came three points short I mean it was hard to lose that game they led by 11 with I think four minutes left or something like that so it's a it's a tough one to lose but nevertheless I think the the fight in the team against a Rockets team that by all indications they're going to be among the top in the west they're going to compete for the western conference championship and it was a it was a heck of a night it was a great atmosphere and everything yeah the energy going off of that the energy just throughout the city throughout the team it's it's been electric it's been unreal and that game against the rockets the fans showed up and the crowd was crazy and it was an entertaining game to watch like chris said i looked up and saw the the halftime score and I was like this is unreal that's like a score you have at the end of the third quarter beginning of the fourth and both teams were just hot they were not missing and it made for a very entertaining night unfortunately we came up short but the fans it was just what they were looking for and hopefully we can have that throughout the remainder of this season the Wizards, although you know they were leading most of the game, I think they were trailing by one, and the scoreboard put up the Nats just went up three to two. <laughs> um, I mean, I saw it on my phone maybe five seconds before that, and I just turned to a few people and said, "This place is about to explode." Yep. Next play, Beal gets an and one to put the Wizards back up. I mean, as a 
been a theme all year at the end of games. Some some things could have gone the Wizards' way that did not. Um, but, yeah, I, I think no one's really going to ever remember who won and lost that game. It reminded me of the Cavs game that LeBron hit that crazy shot to send it to overtime uh, a few years ago. Um, but it was quite the display of basketball. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> unfortunately, then, the Wizards didn't have much momentum, had a few days off. Saturday, uh, no Carl Anthony Towns. Uh, but they didn't really show up to play. It was kind of a letdown game. Um, don't need to go too much in depth there, but I think the theme of that carries over to today, Monday, where they're going to play Pistons team without Blake Griffin, Derrick Rose, Reggie Jackson are all hurt, three of their top players. They don't really have a true point guard, um, but they've been playing without Griffin all season. They're like really shorthanded, like have an eight- to nine-man rotation. Um and then later in the week, Wednesday, uh, we'll be in Indianapolis to take on a you know a tough team in a tough atmosphere. Friday, the Cavaliers, similar letdown potential. Um, but the interesting thing is I feel like everyone was so surprised that there was a letdown game because of how competitive this team has been. Mm-hmm. So to me, it's I think what what do they need to do different? Is it just like, okay, we had our wake-up call? Yeah, I mean, it's I, Bradley Beal commented that they just didn't have the fire. They didn't have the the effort right out of the gate. And I and I also think that while certainly he was the one on the floor, he felt that obviously. But also the Wizards just didn't make shots early, and it, and it made for a little bit of a hole for them. And to to start this year, guys like Davis Bertans, others have just been. I mean unconscious they've just been shooting the ball so well and it's kept them in a lot of games I think it's covered up maybe a lot of some a lot of growth areas that they still have that that's on the defensive end for sure we know that um it's on finding your way out of offensive slumps moving the ball a little bit um Brad's kind of found his stroke recently as we knew he would that's going to help but I think trying to really lock in on defense on the defensive end is is something that they talked about a lot but with a young team that's new to playing with each other and a lot of different rotations, they just have to – they're going to take some lumps. There are going to be games like that where it's not going to click. Um, and I think that this week is a, is a really good opportunity to get back on, the, on track against a couple of teams that, of course, the Pistons, but um, the Cavs too. Are, they're, they're, there's a couple opportunities to get right, to get some good – some feel-good wins and really build some momentum. Um, but with that said, you know, t- a team like the Cavs, they're in a very similar situation. They're they're also going to play hard every night. They also know that they don't have the talent. They can't win on talent, and they're going to play as such. And so I, the Wizards will be aware of that, and I think being at home is going to help. Finally, some Eastern Conference opponents, too. Yes. Five games to start the year against teams in the West. Who I think I don't know what their combined record is, but it's well over 500 between all of them. I mean, Dallas is playing really well. Mm-hmm. Houston has struggled on this road trip. The Spurs are playing really well, so – you're looking at they've played some tough teams. I mean, even the Timberwolves are four and one to start the year. Um, some notes heading into the game tonight, Monday. Uh, Bradley Beal is only 13 points away from moving into fifth all time on the scoring list for franchise history, past Kevin Lawfrey. I think we'd expect him to do that tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. It's kind of the target we thought it would happen today or Wednesday. It almost happened on Saturday. It was a little scare on Saturday <laughs> yeah. and started off really hot. Um, points through what are three quarters also like the, the Wizards have beaten the Pistons eight straight times at home which is kind of shocking um, they've actually had their number over the years for whatever reason um, but I think we all know where the key matchup is tonight especially considering who's hurt Andre Drummond is going to be a handful leads the league in rebounding he's basically averaging 20-20 he's been <laughs> unbelievable he had 25 and 20 
to go with five blocks, three steals, just taking a look at their last their win over Brooklyn, who is, speaking of some Eastern Conference teams that have just not seemed right at the outset, Brooklyn is at the top of that list. But uh, a good win for the Pistons, obviously, to beat the Nets. Um, Drummond was key, but guys like Luke Kennard, um, shooting the ball, shooting really the ball well. really well. Um, our friend Markeith Morris will be back tonight, so uh, they still have guys that can that can hurt you. But you're right the the way that the Wizards have played against the Pistons, it's it hasn't seemed to matter kind of what form the Wizards have been in or what form the Pistons have been in. Even um, it just has always seemed to be a good matchup. But we'll see. Andre Drummond is a load. It's going to be a yeah. big big challenge for Thomas Bryant. I know that playing against really like top of the line bigs all-star caliber bigs has been a challenge that i know that thomas bryant has worked over the summer to be ready for um this is a big one Uh, drummond is really difficult to play against no matter how you feel about the way the league's going with bigs and their role he just is um he has the ability to really dominate a game in a really important area and it's something that the wizards are going to have to handle as a team rebounding um trying to defend him throw different looks at him yeah, this will definitely be a test for Thomas Bryant. The goal will be for sure to shut down Drummond and out rebounding and great defense is going to help them pull out this game. But with the Pistons missing Blake Griffin and Derrick Rose, it's going to be a benefit, but I wouldn't underestimate the opponent by any means, especially since we've been 8-0 against the Pistons at home. Yeah, and they've been basically having Bruce Brown, who's a second-year player out of Miami, handle the ball. Uh, I'm curious to see how the Wizards defend that, especially because, you know, Ish Smith and IT may not be the best defenders, but if you can kind of hide them on guys like that that aren't going to beat you off the dribble, like I think the Wizards are probably set up to defend them really well. It's just going to be about, you know, reading the pick-and-roll, pick-and-pops, and and just staying on their shooters. Like that's how they're going to beat you is just lighting it up from deep. Um, the funny thing is when Drummond isn't on the floor, they're like one of the worst, and this isn't surprising, they're built around him. They're like one of the worst rebounding teams in the league. None of their stats are impressive at all. They just have this big load inside. They've been really just kind of going through the that classic, we're missing our best player. Mm-hmm. We've seen it time and time again with the Wizards even. Like we need to come together, band together, but I think that's bound to end. Um so, yeah, I mean, and after tonight, the Wizards are on the road for eight of the next 12. So this is, like, a pretty big game for them, yeah. I would say. Um, a lot of these games this week before they go on the road um, are big. Like, the November schedule is tough. Yeah, mm-hmm. really hard. Bruce Brown, far from your traditional point guard, he played 40 minutes in their last game. Yeah. That's just insane. Yeah. They have essentially a seven-man rotation. It's one. It's definitely one to, to take advantage of, and you know the midweek trip to Indiana is is a hard one. It's yeah. a pretty it's a pretty tough place to play, all things considered. If you look every, at the league yeah, one through thirty, year. it's not a friendly environment for the Wizards. It hasn't been in the past, um, and they're a good team. They're obviously missing a couple of players as well, Victor Oladipo being chief among them. But um, they're a really good team. They picked up some key additions that have played really well for them, and they're on a three game winning streak uh, entering play Monday. So. We'll, we'll see what kind of form they're in. It'll be a good test. And going on the road, as we know, is always hard. I'm, I've been impressed with the way that the Wizards started the year on the road. Mm-hmm. I think they put in three good performances yeah. against tough opponents. But it's just going to be you – know, it's another really tough test for a really young team that, as we've seen, has a lot of growth to do. They've, they've played well, but it's hard to finish games, and they're still learning how to do that. We'll see how it goes. 
Yeah, speaking of Malcolm Brogdon's yeah. leading the NBA in assists this year, um, or at least he was. They have Sabonis, who's just crafty. Miles Turner, who Rui Hachimura dunked on in uh, the FIBA <laughs> World right. Cup, so right. hopefully he doesn't remember that. Um, but then, yeah, I think Indiana is always a tough game. It doesn't matter what's going on with them. Uh, their crowd is just really into it. It's kind of like a college atmosphere. Um, but it'll be good for, like, Thomas Bryant loves playing there because he went to Indiana uh, University. Uh, and, you know, the, like, as much as we saw letdown Saturday, the Wizards are going to be up for these games and as long as you play hard in the NBA, especially during the week when teams are like kind of like going through the motions, by December, January, everything kind of gets in, you know, get kind of sick of playing every day. But I don't think the Wizards will, will do that. Um, they also addressed what happened post game from what IT said and what yeah. Bradley Beal said after the game Saturday. That's not going to happen again. So I don't know. Hopefully tonight, Monday, is going to be an exciting game. Uh, Guys, Isaiah Thomas, you know, the first game he came back, we were like, all right, you know, he's looking pretty good. He's rusty. I wonder if he's going to be in the starting rotation moving forward. The same goes for Troy Brown with mm-hmm. Bonga. I, I mean, Bonga was pulled on Saturday from for just not playing well, and I thought Troy had a really good game despite yeah. the result. Um, curious just to see what the rotations are like. C.J. Miles is questionable. I don't know if he's coming back. Jordan McRae, questionable. Mm-hmm. Like, they should be playing by the end of the week. So then you mix up the whole rotation. You have basically 11 guys, 12 guys who can play. How do you yeah. approach that? Yeah, it's going to change everything. I mean, Troy, Troy looks like a different player out there. He built his body more this offseason. He was – I think he took a lot of notes. He's a cerebral player. He took a lot of notes from his rookie year, and he said – I have to get stronger. I have to work on my game in these areas. I think he's done all those things. And now that he's getting that fitness back, the the baseline things that you just have to be able to do to play a lot of minutes in NBA games, I think he's getting there. And then we'll see how he is able to fit, I would assume, into the starting rotation soon. Um, but when you add a veteran like C.J. Miles, who it's hard to keep him off the floor. He's a great veteran. He's, he's good for guys to learn how to play with. And he brings an elite skill to the floor that you can't really keep off. So changing that up adding it who's been great i mean he's averaged a little over 16 points a game he's also averaged over seven assists per game which he's never done <laughs> in his career um so i think his veteran leadership too is is really important i think his chemistry with brad is already apparent just watching the little things watching how they interact on the court already they i think they just have a really good understanding of the game both of them and they share that so having them together on the floor is is something that I don't think you're going to be able to avoid for much longer. So that will shake up everything, and and I think that we'll see what that means for a guy like Bongo, who they really, who the coaching staff front office really like. Um, but certainly, I think you can see now that we've gotten into a few games, um, there's some there's some big areas for growth for him still, and ones that I, I think Troy Brown would pick up quite a bit as soon as he gets ready and he's he's physically ready to play heavy minutes. Yeah, it's definitely going to be challenging as a lot of our injured guys start to come back. I think the positive side of that, though, is we've gotten a lot of role players who have gotten that experience, bonga for sure, and you've been able to see what they're able to do. And with that, it's just going to benefit us in the long run. We've got these veteran players coming back, but we've also got these young players who have had the experience, know what it's like now, um, five games into the season. So they've gotten that feel and it's going to benefit us in the long run. The rotation perspective is obviously going to be challenging. It's going to be 
hard, I think, to not have um, Troy Brown or IT in the starting lineup. I definitely think that they will be coming into that sooner rather than later. But it's like I said, it's it'll benefit us for sure. And I'm interested to see too with Bonga too. I mean, just because he would be taken out of the starting lineup in this situation doesn't mean that he can't be kind of a you know a defensive stopper that you throw in, especially if he's playing as part of a second mm-hmm. unit. There's somebody who's hot, somebody's playing well. Um, he's he's shown the ability to play really really well defensively, and you just never know. He could become a totally different piece of the rotation, a piece For of the sure. puzzle as a bench player. So I don't I don't you know it's just something that we'll see develop. Something that Coach Brooks and his his staff will obviously have to monitor, mm-hmm. but. Um, I think changing that complexion could still be a good thing for him, considering that he really hasn't been a rotation player in his career yet. He's 19 <laughs> years old, and so there's still a lot He's of... He's played more minutes yeah. this year than he had before. Right, totally, season. yeah. yeah. Um, so it, that could be, I think that would be a good step for him. I think that, you know, the Wizards have guys that are ready to take over that that bulk, the, the load with, with um, CJ and, and Troy. So Well, now that you see the the Capital City go-go season has started. You're already seeing the Wizards utilizing that. They sent CJ down for a rehab assignment just to get some practice in. They've recalled and assigned <laughs> Justin Robson, Admiral Schofield a bunch of times already. I wouldn't be surprised if we see that with Bonga. Um, I don't think there's really any other candidates on the team at this point unless there's somebody coming back from injury. Say Jan Mahinmi in a few weeks when he's back mm-hmm. goes and does that. You know, so... Uh, they're going to utilize the go-go. I mean, it's in their back, literally in the same building. And I've tried to preach this on Twitter. It's not (laughs) a bad thing to go to the go-go. It's literally just getting extra run in. And, I mean, we've seen the benefits. It made Troy Brown into a much better player. Chris Chioza got him called up to the Rockets. Um, Chasen Randall last year got got called up to the Wizards, and he was a pretty big um, benefactor from that. So, you're, it's not a bad thing to go to the go-go, <laughs> especially when you're a rookie. Don't you want to play rather than sit on the right. bench? So yeah, I think it's a proven it's a proven theory that in-game minutes are there. You can't replicate it in any practice. You can't no. get in-game yeah. reps in any practice, NBA, G League, whatever. And getting these guys down there to just play minutes and be leaders. You know, I think mm-hmm. Troy was Troy was the leader of the team when he was on the floor for the go-go last year. That's really valuable experience for. He was a teenager. To get that on a professional level, even if it is in the G League, it's super important. And I know that we always talk about the baseball example, but it's so true. I mean, every baseball star or otherwise has had to come up through the minor leagues, and then when they get hurt, they go play rehab assignments in, in, in the minor leagues. Um, no matter how much of a star, how, much, how ready they would be, um, they always have to go play um, in the minor leagues. So I, I think that kind of changing that perception of the G League is important and and having it literally down the road is a really unique advantage that the Wizards have and they used it perfectly last year in just their first year of having it I think they'll use that to kind of fine-tune that strategy this year well there you have it so the Wizards will uh, tip off tonight Monday against the Pistons 7 p.m. at Capital One Arena uh, continue in Indianapolis on Wednesday uh, against the Pacers, and they'll be back home Friday against the Cavaliers and have a pretty long break after that before going on a three-game road trip to Boston, Minneapolis, and Orlando. Uh, that's all from us today. Uh, congratulations to the Washington Nationals joining uh, the Capitals and Mystics for what's been a pretty crazy couple of years here in D.C. Um, but we'll have another show for you hopefully this week and then uh, moving forward with the rest of the season. 